Good morning. It's Monday, August 7th. I was uh, at the Hall of Fame game all last week. Uh, if you guys watched it on the NFL Network, um, I was not on TV. I had nothing to do with the lights going out. <laughs> I had left the stadium by that time. Uh, NFL had me working until the game started, so I got to go up into the luxury suites, got to meet and uh, greet some some people. Uh, exciting week. Not an exciting week for the market, uh, but an exciting week no, nonetheless. Um, let me make one statement perfectly clear. I am not the weekly stock pick guy. The weekly stock pick guy, his name is Farouk, and he will be coming on the podcast. Um, he lives in Europe. We've become online trading friends because I, I absolutely love his strategy. Um, I absolutely, let's see, go to myweeklystockpick.substack.com and you can see, here's his performance tracker. Um, you know, last year, the S&P was down, what, 16, 13, 14%, somewhere in that neighborhood. He was up 13%. Uh, look at his 2020, up 86%. Simple strategy. I fell in love with it. It is simply uh, buy on a Monday, sell on a Friday. His uh, weekly stock pick this week, JP Morgan. Uh, let's take a look at JP Morgan so you can see if you buy it today. Does it make sense? Blah, blah, blah. Financials, I, I think financials and oil are the two that haven't taken hold yet. Um, and, and maybe on the rise, you can see this this buy right here at 144 in my algorithm. Uh, it's at 156 right now. I will not buy JP Morgan. Uh, moral issues, I think they, uh, Jamie Dimon and company, I think Jamie Dimon knew exactly what was going on with Jeffrey Epstein. And the fuckers were uh, greedy as F and just continued on doing business with him, even though they knew about this, the sex trafficking of underage women and um, little girls and things of that sort. I, I think they all absolutely the top management knew about it, um, ignored it because he had so much money, which <laughs> makes me think if they got new management, I'd love JP Morgan. Uh, outside of that, I, I, I just can't. Can't imagine uh, doing business with somebody and, and turning a blind eye. Uh, but again, this is his pick. It's a little extended in my opinion. But if you wanted to buy J.P. Morgan this week at 150, 155, it's at 156.96. I think a 155 handle at some point in today um, would get you in there. Again, you're not looking to kill it. You're looking to make 1% or 2% a week. Uh, you're looking to make... Uh, per, small percentages. That's what this adds up to be. Uh, it, it's not, it doesn't take huge percentages to get a, a very good return beating the S&P. Um, it, it's a simple strategy, and he's got an algorithm. He will come on here. He will explain it, um, and, and we'll have a nice sit-down. Maybe it'll be a, uh, a uh, weekend special podcast that I'll do, but he, he indicated that he wants to come on. Uh, so, uh, But I did want to make sure everybody knew we are two different people, uh, not the same. So uh, he's got a newsletter, my weekly stock pick at substack.com. I've got a, a, a newsletter, dailystockpick.substack.com. Uh, I put out a weekend paid newsletter. Uh, the newsletter was, what if we are looking at a 10% pullback in August? It's not unheard of. I think a lot of the bull, uh, bears are actually pulling um, against it. So I, I think 10% would not be a crazy number. Um, here's SPY. This is why I wrote this. See SPY? 
You've got a 10, not, the algorithm here, this is the four hour algorithm, just got you out. There's buy at May 11th and you've continued to go up. You can see my algorithm didn't get you out. It continued up, gets you out on that button hook at 9.41% gain on SPY. That's fantastic. You could have played a levered ETF, gotten 30% <clears throat> because the triple levered ETFs on SPY would have been 30%. Um, it's now kind of down in the dumps. Uh, SPY, the RSI is at 39. I would expect a bounce back at least today. I don't know that we're going even higher uh, in the month of August. I think we'll be pulled down by the likes of Apple. Um, by the likes uh, of other major ones, maybe NVIDIA. Um, NVIDIA has an event on October. So there's not, there's not a whole hell of a lot of news or catalysts to push this thing up. Um, I'm going to read some of my notes. The NASDAQ and S&P were down 2.9 and 2.3% respectively, marketing their, marking their worst weeks since March. The Dow finished the weeks 1.1% lower. In my mind, that makes it, potentially a bounce back this week. Uh, here's the key point. of 80, 84% of the companies in the S&P 500 have reported uh, and posted their quarterly results. About four-fifths of those have exceeded Wall Street forecasts, according to FactSet. Um, that's impressive. That means overall, I think we're continuing to go higher. I posted some things in the Facebook group. If you want to join the Facebook group, um, any of the links that I refer to, it's at Linktree uh, slash Daily Stock Piss Pick. Uh, <laughs> Daily Stock Piss. Uh, I'll, I'll get marked on YouTube for uh, offensive content for that one. L i n k t r dot e e slash Daily Stock Pick. You can you can find all the links. Uh, here's the private Facebook group. Here's Twitter. Here's Instagram. Here's YouTube. Uh, here's Twitch. Here's Substack. Here is Apple Podcasts. Here is a way to tip me. Here's a way to email me. And there's Substack. Oh, um, that, that's Spotify, not Substack. So, but all the links are down below as well. Uh, anything that you want as far as this podcast goes, that's it. Um, so I, I do think that, that I, when I posted this particular 10% um, pullback, I hope that uh, the, the paid subscribers are finding value in this. I analyzed the two uh, big, four of the biggest um, stocks in my portfolio. Uh, Apple, which you guys know, is a huge portion of my portfolio. Uh, Amazon, uh, both of those uh, reported earnings, and they were kind of divergent. So the paid folks got my, um, my analysis of that. I also posted an analysis of Google and Microsoft and what I'm currently doing with them. Uh, I wish I could give you guys free content and, and that kind of stuff. But since so many people signed up for the paid one, I do want to give them their value. Um, and, and so it, you know, it's not earth shattering. And remember, the number one rule of this podcast is don't listen to a douche on the internet. I am a douche on the internet. So if you want to pay me and you want my advice, I'm completely willing to you know, give it to you. Uh, most of that analysis I do on my own anyway, since it's for my own personal portfolio. So I put it out there. I'll make sure that you have it. Um, but please don't think that you can copy my trades and copy anybody's trades and be successful. You have to understand what you're doing. Uh, a texting alert system like Jim Cramer's, uh, you know, investor um, uh, club. It's a fucking joke. 
I mean, it's a joke. It's August now. I can make fun of him. His dog Marley uh, passed away in July, and I, I do think he basically t t sends you a text or an email. And by the way, uh, through some insiders, I found out it's Boomer City because the majority of people have uh, email, not text. It's email. Who the F uses email for alerts? Um, I will tell you one of the things that uses email is Dale, uh, this uh, Savvy Trader. If you haven't signed up to follow the two portfolios, I've got two. I've got this trading portfolio, which has been killed. Um, I have this Daily Stock Corp portfolio. The trading portfolio, I have not done a very good job of protecting profits. Um, and that comes from just, you know, Uber. I was up. This was at 52. It's at 45 now. I bought it at 46. Uh, Sedge, I bought it, oh God, 260, 270. Uh, that one's down 30%. Uh, it, it is down at, at 182. I just don't think it has a chance of coming back. Interest rates are killing it. Should have pulled out before earnings. Uh, haven't protected that one. Meta up at 330. I'm at 310. Uh, Nvidia I bought at 460. Um, I, I just think you know. And again, this isn't my portfolio. These are just trades that I've done um, that I consider trades. Now Palantir, which reports tonight, 1820. I'm up 30 percent on that one. Uh, AMD which reported already, I bought at 109, I'm up 5% on that one. So, and it, you know, I'm still 25% cash. So I've still got stuff on the sidelines. The other portfolio that I have is a uh, even weight core portfolio. Part of the issue was you had to sign up for TrendSpider to see the core portfolio. Well, instead of you signing up for TrendSpider, for all those people that don't, I basically just bought 100, 100 shares of everything that I have in the core portfolio. And the core portfolio are companies that are good companies with good earnings, with good products and good management. These are companies or indices that you can buy uh, and hold on to. And so I just bought 100 shares of them. This one is up a uh, total 2.12% since I got it, 2.47% in the one month. Um, one, the only thing that I want to call out is Moderna. The reason Moderna is in the core portfolio is not because it's a good company. It's because it's a hype company. It is a trade. This one is 100% a trade. Um, I, I, you know, Roblox, I think you can buy it under, under 40 and sell it over 40. Uh, they report this week. Uh, Bank of America, I said buy it under 30. Sell it over, over, uh, over 30. Cleveland Cliffs, I, I've said many times, I think this is a $30 stock. Uh, it has since come back from the $15 range. It's going back down. MPLX, get it for the dividend. Um, Taiwan Semi, buy it under 100, sell it over 100. XOM, Exxon, I think this one's going back to 120. Um, Qualcomm, I think Qualcomm's going back up to probably about 130, I would say. Um, I liked it at 140. Google, buy it under 130. You can sell it over 130. I don't. Apple, I think you're going to get a 179 handle at 17 at handle at some point in time. Uh, over the next few weeks. Um, I, I just don't think that the downside is done on Apple. Um, but Meta, I, I think buy it under 310. I, I think if you get this thing at anywhere in the low 300s, if it goes back under 300, load up on it. Just load up on it. United Health under 500, buy it. Over 500, you can sell it. NVIDIA, just get it. <laughs> I bought it 460 something, 450, I think. Just buy it. I mean, I also bought it 200. So I've got a, a good one of that one. Microsoft, anything under 330, buy it. 
Goldman Sachs, I like at 350. I like it better at 300. They're having some management problems. Tesla down at 253. Get it. I mean, just get it. This is a $300 stock. We'll get the delivery sometime this week. Um, but again, SPY, uh, we'll go back to the overall SPY. You've got a 10% gain, but you're out. So my, my caution would be, uh, here's QQQ. Just the two indices that I follow are QQQ and SPY. Um, 320 back here on April 28th and 17% gain. Just take a look at TQQQ on the four hour. Um, since this one was a, uh, you know, look at that 48% gain, 48% gain. It just got you out. If you got into TQQQ based on my algorithm, 48, don't tell me you can't make $400 in a year using TrendSpider with my algorithm. Uh, come on, come on. You're just being silly. Um, but yeah. So, uh, let me get back into later this week. Investors will shift focus to the release of uh, the July consumer and producer price index. This is CPI and PPI. Those are the inflation data. Uh, both are closely watched given their connection to the path of inflation and the health of the economy and, uh, the indication that we will have higher rates. So I, I think they're going to raise again, to be honest. Uh, I don't think that the jobs number was bad. Wasn't bad enough. Um, so I, I do think that we'll see more down. I'm going to include in the newsletter uh, Warren Buffett's top holdings. Uh, they, they released, they have tons of cash. I mean, just Berkshire Hathaway, BRK.B is the big one because you don't want BRK.A. That one's like, what, a million dollars a share or something. Uh, but this is a way to diversify yourself. Um, you know, Buffett basically diversifies for you. You can see this buy-in here, July 3rd at 340. You're at 350 right now. Uh, in pre-market, it's at 354. It's up 1.23%. You're above the 200-day. Would I buy it here? I mean, th this is a long-term buy. This isn't a trade. You buy this for the long-term, and I think he manages it very well. Largest holdings, Apple, Bank of America, American Express, Coca-Cola, and Chevron. I will include that in the newsletter. Other thing I will include in the newsletter is this essay from Ross Cameron. Ross Cameron is a warrior trader. <clears throat> He's got a trading platform. He's got everything that uh, you need. He turned a $583 account into $10 million. There's a lot. These are his five key lessons that he, that he took away. I would urge you to read this. I would absolutely 100% urge you to read this. His key takeaways are fantastic. Uh, they are basic, yes. Um, they are things that I preach on this channel all the time. Understand, turning $583 into $10 million is not uh, easy. And like he said, he, he lost more than he gained. He basically got it from $100,000 uh, inheritance, and he wanted to see what he could do day trading. He did it. Uh, it was in an offshore account, so he wasn't uh, restricted by the uh, the the pattern day trader rule. It's called PDT rule. So if you have under $25,000 in your account, you are limited by what's called the PDT rule here in the United States, where you can't trade stocks more than I think four times a week or something. Understand that. That's why my Webull account is uh, up to $1,500. I'm not trading that one to $10 million. I started out with a $1,000 account. What I wanted to point out with you with Webull, if you have Robinhood, if you have any other brokerage firm, I like Fidelity, 
TD Ameritrade was very good to me. I, I was not a fan of E-Trade. I think E-Trade, now that uh, I think JP Morgan actually owns them, or Goldman Sachs, or no, uh, Morgan Stanley owns them. Uh, I think they'll make it better. But understand, getting your money out of Robinhood and some of these other uh, trading platforms is difficult and costs you money. This is what I wanted to bring up to, uh, to, to folks. Webull, other relevant fees. ACH deposit into a U.S. bank account. ACH withdrawal into a bank account. Zero, per, zero fees. Now, if you want the wire, it's $8 per deposit, $25 per withdraw, withdrawal. Uh, deposit via wire, $12.50, $45 if you want to do a wire. So understand that you can just do an ACH. Um, it, it's automatic cash handling, I think is what it stands for. It's zero. Robinhood charges you like 70 bucks for something like this. Uh, at least they did. I don't know what they do now. I'm just not a big fan of Robinhood. Uh, they had good earnings. I think they did well. Their users are down. People are understanding that this 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 platform was fantastic. I think Webull's better. Uh, Webull gives me a great Monday morning summary. There is a link down below. Sign up. You get free stocks. I wanted to bring that up. But again, Ross's uh, twenty or five hundred dollars to eighty five dollar. Uh, stock account into 10 million. Read that one. His results are not norm. He trades big movers. And what I want you to see is you don't have to pay for his platform um, to actually get the big movers. We can go in. We're in pre-market right now. And investing.com, if you just go to investing.com, they list the top 10 pre-movers. Look at that. Uh, AgriForce growing. What Ross does is, again, he has a strategy. And he, he focuses on a strategy. It's about making small wins. It's not about hitting a home run. It's about hitting singles. And what he does is play volatility against volume. And so if you sign up for his course, if you do something that, kudos to you. I don't think that you need to do that to actually understand it. I think what you should actually do is paper trade and Savvy Trader. Uh, again, Savvy Trader is free. Sign up for Savvy Trader. It's completely free. Paper trade in it. But these pre-market movers are where he mostly plays. And you can see like uh, Pizarro Technology up 55%. Foxotech up 22%. Save Food, SVFD, up 97%. Agriforce Growing up 45%. T2 Biosystems up uh, 22%. You know, even the big one moves down. Tivic Health System down 41%. You can short those things. You can buy puts. So that's the way he does it uh, and did it. I like his article. I really like it. There's another article here. Uh, three growth stocks to buy in August. I brought this up. Starbucks, Roblox, and Melly. I'll include that in the newsletter. It's great. Uh, if you guys have been following me for a while, you know last month I bought Spy Eye. Uh, it is a 10% yield competitor, Jeppy. Uh, it is brand new. I like it. I am up significantly in it because I got my 10% dividend. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's like a 1.2 or something per month or something. I got it for the month of July and it was the first payout. I like it. I'll include that article in the uh, in the uh, the newsletter. Another article I'm going to include in the two semi-growth, uh, semiconductor stocks set for growth. Spoiler. It's NVIDIA and ASML. You can read all about what each company does in this if you sign up for the newsletter at dailystockpick.com.
www.substack.com. Sign up for the newsletter and all those links will be in there. Uh, let's see. Let's move down a little bit. Uh, sign up for Weeble. I'll put this. Why not? I'll put this link in the YouTube description right now if you want to sign up for Weeble. Uh, there's a link for you to sign up for Weeble. Uh, let's talk about some movers. Fortinet. FTNT. This is a cybersecurity uh, company. And this company reported earnings and, and guided down. They got killed. Absolutely killed. You guys know I talk about uh, any reaction in the market is an overreaction. Look at this. From the earnings back here in February, there was a gap from 54 to 56. You almost covered it. In fact, I think you may have covered it. Let me see. The low is 56.10. Uh, 54.20 was the low. So you haven't quite covered that gap. But I would say buy this one at 56. If you want to do a little research on this one, FTNT is the, the, the symbol. Go here uh, to Finviz. Read about their, uh, their earnings. Here, this upgrade, Guggenheim. Neutral to buy with a $70 price target. The average target price is 73. Today, this is trading at 56. It is a cybersecurity company. It is the only cybersecurity money that is a company that is turning a profit. So I have two cybersecurity companies. I have CrowdStrike and I have PanW. Uh, CrowdStrike is not in our daily stock pick core portfolio, but PanW, Palo Alto Networks, actually is. Palo Alto Networks is in the core portfolio. And if we look at Palo Alto Networks, um, PanW, look at this one. This one reacted the same way. There's no gap down here that hasn't been filled, but it reacted the same way. Any reaction in the market is an overreaction. This one is at the 200-day. I'm going to load up on this one again. I'm just going to load up on it. Uh, in pre-market, uh, we're looking at up 1.2% to $221. I like PanW. I like Fortinet. And I like CrowdStrike. All of them have gotten beaten down. Does it mean that these are going to fly? No. It just means that at some point in time, you're getting back up here to 252 Now, if we take a, a look at a long-term view of Palo Alto Networks, you can see you've just kind of button-hooked. I mean, you're at all-time highs. My guess is you get down to about probably the low at, that I would see is below 210. I don't think you're getting below 200 again. I think you're getting uh, probably at 210. But it is, uh, understand, the PEs on this are, are pretty high. I mean, uh, we can see Fortinet is 45 PE, forward PE of 32. Uh, Palo Alto Networks, the PE is 342, the forward PE of 43. So it does have some move downward. Palo Alto Networks, the average target price is 252 and you're trading at 220. I think Fortinet probably is your best bet to get into that space. Uh, I like it. Uh, oil. <clears throat> Oil's going higher. I talked about it in the paid newsletter. I'll disclose it here. Oil's going higher. <laughs> I mean, let's just take a look at, uh, we'll go to Seeking Alpha and we'll take a look at XLE. Because XLE has been doing really well. And if you don't want to look at, uh, you know, a, a, a particular company in, in uh, energy, just do XLE. There, let me get this. It's kind of booting up a little bit. XLE. Uh, if we do a charting, and I will do a couple of charts for you guys here. Oh, man, Seeking Alpha is a little slow. 
uh, we'll do some charting because XLE is up uh, in pre-market 0.14. But what I want to show you is the difference between XLE and some of the other. Uh, year to date, you're up 2%. It's not, you know, it's okay. I mean, 2% last year would have been fantastic. Let, let's take a look at uh, XLF because the financials haven't done well either. Uh, XLF year to date, up 1.72. They're not great, but let's take a look at XLK, which is the technology sector. Uh, this one's going to show you the disparity. This one is up 38%. 38%. What we'll do is we'll put SPY in there because you'll see it's underperforming SPY. SPY is up 17%. These two down here, XLE and XLF, I think they move up at least to SPY. And I think in the second half, you're going to see oil uh, come in. So what can you do to uh, invest in oil? Well, remember, there's a, more than one company that I've got in the core portfolio that you can pick from. First one, Devon. I said anything under 50, I think you could buy it. Uh, I think anything over 50, you can sell it. You can see the algorithm has us out right now. Got us out with a 1.63% gain. Um, I, I like Devon. It, it puts off a good dividend, not a great dividend. The, the one that you really want to look at for a, um, I shouldn't say a really good dividend because they just cut it, but PXD. PXD at 234, uh, I think you wait till you get down to about the 220 level to actually add to this one, but it's easily a $250 stock at some point in time this year. Now, we talked about in previous uh, podcasts, PXD, their dividend here is 7.04. This was 11%. They cut it. Remember what they do is they actually have their standard dividend at about 3%, but they actually give you special dividends. And that's what drives it up. So while it's a 2% normal dividend or you know somewhere in the neighborhood of 3%, they constantly give you special dividends. And these guys are doing it well. What they do is they actually give you the money that they make back. So as oil moves up, you're going to get a bigger dividend. As oil moves up, the stock price is going to go up. So not only are you getting an a, um, appreciating asset, but you're also getting a huge dividend. So I, I like that one. Uh, let's talk about boil. Natural gas prices going up. If you want to know where to track natural gas prices, just go to the homepage of Finviz. Scroll down to the bottom and you'll see the prices here. Natural gas is up 4.5%. You know what that means? Boil is up 8%. This is a, a triple levered ETF against uh, natural gas futures. This one is trading at $64. This one, I think the swing price for me, uh, after it's put in this kind of capitulation here, I think anything under 60, I think you buy it. Anything over 60, I think you take your profits. Uh, if we look at some, uh, some of the seasonality in, in Boyle, this is 12 years. Look at August, 54%. Now, you're way down here. The reason this isn't as good as a normal stock, like let's take a look at uh, something like Apple. Because you'll see uh, Apple over 12 years. This is Apple over 24 years. You'll see it's a significantly higher rate of return. The reason is Boyle is actually a depreciating asset. It's a triple levered ETF. A lot of these ETFs are depreciating assets. So you get stuck with fees. Um, you get stuck with, hey, it's going to reverse split, which it just did in June. 
uh, 10 for 20 for one. Uh, and, and you'll see that's the way they keep it listed. This is a weekly. We'll even go to a monthly because long term, these do not make money. They are trading tools. They are not investments. But Boyle seems to be on the run again. Uh, Tyson Foods. I want to point this one out because this one was <laughs> pointed out to me uh, a while ago. It's just a bad company. Uh, I, you know, I, I saw this one kind of starting to fill the gap here. Um, I'm not a fan of Tyson Foods. Um, Tyson Foods is, I, I think, one of the biggest meat processors in the country. Um, I, I just, I, I, I think they they employ they employ bad employee practices. I mean, you know, Tyson Foods is just, in my mind, it's not a good company. They've got killed. Uh, it is going to open down here at 51. It just did open down here at 51. You've got to move down uh, down on this one if you want to take a look at the weekly on this. It's just a stock that the 200-day has moved down. You had this death cross here of the 50-day over the 200-day, and the 50-day is even moving down. Now, the 9-day started to move up. Earnings killed it. It's just going to continue to move down. So Tyson Foods I don't like. One that I do like is Palantir, and we talked about that in the trading portfolio. Palantir is a, a great, in my mind, I think it's a $30 stock. If we take a look at a longer term and we go back to a weekly you can see it's even too new to have a 200-day, but that 50-day, which is the midterm, has moved up. The 9 and the 21 are clearly moving up. You've got a confirmation on here. On the four-hour algorithm uh, that I have, you can see 1882 was the buy. You've kind of button-hooked a little bit. I may add more right before earnings. I would expect this one to have superb earnings um, and, and probably guide up. Uh, now, it's got to guide up because you've had this crazy move. This is an 80% gain uh, from here, from May until, uh, until June. So in one month, 80% gain on Palantir. I think it's got more room to run. They report earnings after the bell. Another one that Sherry actually likes, um, and, and I do think has a good chance, but it's MPW, and MPW is a real estate trust for the medical properties. And uh, it has made a pretty good move up here, 7%. Um, you could have gotten out with a, about a 10, 15% up here to 10.68, almost $11. Um, but this one is reporting after the bell. Uh, I like MPW. Uh, one thing that you have to know about MPW is it's probably not a great quote unquote trade. Uh, it's a dividend stock. They give off 11.8%. Year to date, they're down 10%. Your target price is eleven ninety one. Now that comes with a lot of older targets from twenty twenty two and twenty twenty one. The most recent, uh, April twentieth, Wells Fargo initiated with an equal weight at nine dollars. But uh, real estate has kind of turned around a little bit, and specifically medical properties. Uh, they're trading right at ten dollars. I like it. Uh, I think you hold it for the dividend. Uh, buying before earnings is always risky. Might be an opportunity. Let's talk about scans. First one is the energy uh, sector and Oxy. Uh, I say Oxy still has a swing of 60 bucks. At 65 here, uh, it's a little bit stretched. That yellow line is where I see kind of a, a resistance level, and you can see it's trading right up against there. Um, I've got to make the determination, is this one moving higher or not? You can see clearly... Um, that the 200-day is starting to turn on, on the uh, the four-hour. Now, on the weekly, 
it's just kind of capitulating. It's hung out there up over the 200 day. Um, it, it's just there. This is Warren Buffett's big uh, oil play. He's bought, I think, 25% of the company. Uh, another energy play, LAC, Lithium Americas. This is based on, um, you know, you're buying this one based on uh, the renewable energy and battery storage uh, with lithium. 1963 is the buy. You're trading at 1915. I haven't been a big fan of this one, but uh, it's in our energy trade because it does have lithium. Um, UCO, which is a triple levered crude oil. You can see we had a buy in here June 29th uh, at 23. You're $31. This is a triple levered crude oil. This was June 30th, so one and a half months, one month and a week, five weeks, and, and you've gone from 23 to 30. Great move in UCO. This is a secondary cross-up, so it won't give me a price, but you're still in there. It shows that it's still bullish. Uh, another one, Rocket Mortgage, RKT. They reported earnings, a smaller than expected uh, loss, and you can see uh, 11.17, buy-in right here. It's trading at 11.10 right now. Uh, I would probably wait for a 10 handle on this one. But if they continue in this role, uh, kind of you know positive direction, uh, I think you're looking at going back up to uh, higher, uh, higher levels. I would look for this one at about 12 to top out. Um, at 11, 11.10, I think 12 is going to be a top out, a resistance level. You can see the 50 days just starting to move positive again. This is a, a new company, so it doesn't have a 200 day there. Uh, Tanger Outlets. I have uh, invested in Tanger Outlets before. I am not currently in it. I am not in Simon Property Group. They had a really good quarter. And you can see the, the buy-in here at 21, uh, June 29th. This is a cross up here again, uh, basically saying, hey, we're going to go higher at 2481. Now, if you look at this one long term, uh, let's take a look at a weekly. Uh, the weekly here, the 200 day is just capitulating. You still got a positive movement here and your 50 day is moving positively. I wouldn't expect this one to crash. I'd probably wait for the lower 20s just because you're kind of looking at a mm, kind of high. Um, you know, again, this one, this is malls. That's what it is. It's outlet malls. So, I like it, don't love it, but uh, SKT, Amgen, A-M-G-N, is another one in the S&P, and I think it's in the NASDAQ as well, 245.51, uh, it's trading at 243, it's over the 200-day, I probably would wait for it to get under the 200-day, but it gave another buy signal, uh, might be good to look at, G-I-L-D, uh, this is Gilead Sciences, this one's under the 200-day. They had their earnings. 79.91 is the, the price. On the buy-in, it's trading at 78.34. Uh, another one, Booking Holdings, BKNG. Um, travel has just been going nuts. These guys reported it was a fairly good quarter. Uh, this is trading at 3,100, 3,106. Yes, 3,106. Thank goodness for fractional share trading. So uh, I like that one as well for, for the thing. And RTX, we talked about RTX with the, uh, the engine recall last, last week. Uh, and I do think that at some point in time, uh, this one got you in and out at 87, gets you back in at 84. At some point in time, when you have confirmation over this nine day, I think you, you buy back into this one. I wouldn't buy back into it right now. The ex-dividend date is coming on August 17th. It did give another buy-in. I'd kind of wait off on that one. 
Uh, if you have Trendspider and you are one of the subscribers that subscribe for for Trendspider, there is a link below to sign up for Trendspider, or you can go to my link tree, and it's the top one Trendspider here. You'll get twenty five percent off if you are a a customer in Trendspider. Scan the energy sector and, and just go into Trendspider, and you can go basically use one of my scanners. I give you my scanners, and, and we'll go into the scanner here. We'll go into the Daily Stock Pick scanner. Just look for the energy sector. And the energy sector, you've got probably 15 small cap names. And my guess is that if you find one that you like, send it to me. I'll take a look at it. But I, I, I like TrendSpider just for that reason that you can scan on that one. Um, I, I think it's a good opportunity for you to have TrendSpider. You pay for this thing. So try and look at it. CRK, which is Comstock Resources. This one has a cross up. Uh, 1244 is where it's trading right now. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, let's take a look at the, the market did open. Tesla's down. I think Tesla in 250s is a buy. Um, I do think it's a good opportunity. I think it will get down to the 240s. Let's take a look at the chart real quick. Um, this one, you can see, uh, we'll go to the strategy tester. And we'll do our algorithm on the four hour. You can see right here, Tesla got you out with a 56% uh, gain. It hasn't gotten you back in. So I would not get back in until the algorithm gives me an indication that, yes, it's turned around. Um, so try that one. Roblox, on the other hand, this one's down another 1%. Again, it, it's had, uh, it ha got you out here with a nice 19% gain. You're out down here. That's $40 right there, that, that yellow line. Uh, I think you buy under 40 when you have confirmation. Right now, it hasn't given you confirmation. They are reporting, let's see, uh, August 9th, 2023. So on Wednesday, pre-market. Uh, I like that one. Uh, we ha also have, by the way, BABA earnings this week, if I didn't make that uh, well-known. BABA is reporting this week. And they are, is it August 9th after the bell? Uh, August 9th, pre-market. And it's because they report on Chinese time. Uh, this one's been capitulating here. I don't know that I'd necessarily look at this one to go significantly higher, but here's the weekly. And, and the thing is, this is a significantly better company than it was back in 2018. Does it deserve to be up here at, at 286? I don't know. Does it deserve to be probably at about 100? Yes. And it's at 96. So I think you could see a bounce in this one. I don't think the Chinese are going to let BABA report a horrific quarter when their uh, economy is weak uh, already. They're going to just make it up as they go along. I, I don't, you know, I, I lost in BABA. I think I bought in here at about 180. Uh, this, at this point, I saw it capitulating right here. At about 170, it ran up there. I got out at about 130. So I, I wound up losing money. I thought it was going to come back when it came under the 200-day. The I was like, there's no way it's going to stay under the 200-day. I never expected it to do that. So, okay, uh, if you have any questions, hit me up on the socials. Again, the link tree is in there. Uh, you have paid newsletter. Uh, I thank everybody who's paid for the newsletter. Thank everybody who signed up for TrendSpider. If you sign up for TrendSpider, make sure to send me an email with the email address that you sign up with so that I can get you the welcome letter. Uh, if you pay for the newsletter, all of those archives are available to you. You can see my setup on TrendSpider. You can see uh, all the description about how I came up with the algorithm uh, in order to protect you against a 10% downturn like we, we may have in August. But if you have any questions, hit me up. 
okay, I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Oh, at some point in time this week, I will be driving back to Atlanta. So at some point in time, uh, there might not be a podcast in the morning. But if you have any questions, hit me up. Okay, take care.